Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. All right. So happy to get these mics fired up again for you once again. I love being in studio. It adds such a great dynamic, Charity. I'm so happy that we're back. Me too. Unfortunately, FBI did issue a statement with the Gabby Petito case. And since that is the case that got us started, it's only right that we at least bring this up. It's so sad. It really is. It, it was a statement that was almost as empty as the meaning of everything that happened. In exactly. This case. Nothing is what it is. Right. It brings no closure. Although, did they say what he wrote? They did not. They left that private. I'm assuming they probably did. You know, it's probably the best. It's really none of our business at the end of the day. I agree. As much as we want to know, and I do want to know because I am so invested in this case and it's just a sad case. It's super sad. But at the end of the day, Brian's a douchebag. Absolutely. There is zero justice anybody in this case at all nope two young people lost their lives for absolutely no reason none at all none no nope. what the thinking was in his head when he did what he did we'll never know nope. and at the end of the day without mentioning names i feel like people were given get out of jail free cards from monopoly i agree the whole case sucks it really does zero closure zero anything for this family nope. just a senseless loss of life for multiple families at the end of the day multiple yeah. people who love these people will just all be left with a whole bunch of why That's all we are. We're going to be left with. And there's so many cases like this out there. This one was particularly sad, but there's so many sad cases like this where there's no there's no why. There's no reason. There's no closure. The one good thing about this, the light at the end of the tunnel, if you would say, is that it's now brought so much 
light onto domestic violence. It's brought so much light onto cases like this. Exactly. And hopefully these people are not going to be able to hide away now and get away with this stuff. Exactly. And another senseless case that we're actually going to discuss today, we've kind of touched on it here and there, but we're going to discuss the Harmony Montgomery case. We and are. then Charity says she has another case that's going on now that I don't know about. So before yep. that, we're going to get into the as of now, still unnamed stupid <laughs> criminal excuse case. <laughs> we are. I even butchered what I call it there, but I don't care. And we've had a lot of good names come really in. Really good ones. Uh, Jay said asinine alibis. <laughs> I love that. I do love that. It is great. <laughs> so many good ones. But I just find so much humor in still calling it the as of now, still unnamed stupid criminal excuses. You know what we could do? What's is that? we could keep that name, but when we throw underneath it on different episodes, people's suggestions. We can kinda do like, that. Kind of like, yeah, that's the name of it, but it's going to be called this today, maybe. Yeah, we can try that. Why Before not? we roll into their charity, I just want to throw a call to action out to all of our crime creeps. Okay. We have been stuck at the same feedback on iTunes now for about a month. Yep. So here's our plea to all of our crime creeps. Go ahead and leave us feedback, five stars, on Apple. It doesn't matter what you say. Actually, this week it does. This week, let's just put on there, no justice for Gabby, and leave it at that. I like that. Charity, take it away. What do you got for us today? Well, Mark, it was a fairly normal day on the job when Saratoga police would arrest a homeless man for drinking alcohol in the street. The man would inform the police that he was not homeless, but was part of a secret Australian covert ops unit. His name was Agent Marshall Catwright, and he had some interesting secret agent things with him. He had a beer keg, hallucinogenic mushrooms, and of course, a wetsuit because, you know... You never know when you're going to need a wetsuit. He never did explain what kind of mission he was on or who to contact to prove any of this. I'm sure because of how top secret it was. Yeah, but the first rule of Fight Club is you don't mention Fight Club. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing with being a secret covert agent. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter like where you live. If it's secret, it's secret. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll never know. A man named Jose Correa's beloved cat escaped his home on October 27th. He was so worried about finding him, he put together a search party. Um, Charity? Yeah, I'd do the same thing. Of course you would if the crime kitty went missing. Sophia's like my life. <laughs> so. We know, and you're using her to get more people on your Instagram, and I don't think that's fair, because she is very cute. She is. She has that smile where it's just like you can't help but to click the like button. And she has that little pushed-in face. It's so cute. Yes. Really cute. Anyways, he asked his friend Annabella Cruz, but wouldn't accept the help from a neighbor named Jose Mercado because Mercado was gay. After his cat was found, Jose would grab his pistol and shoot Annabella. For some reason, Jose got Annabella and Mercado confused. He was very upset because he believed Mercado did unspeakable things with his cat, things that turned his cat once straight to now being gay. Uh. <laughs> McFly. That was that was his excuse for shooting the wrong person, of course. Wow. Yeah, that one was. <laughs> yeah, that one deserved that sound. That guy is weird. I get the L on the top of my forehead. He does. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Loser. Rebecca Bargy was arrested for causing her husband James Bargy's death. She put a ball gag in his mouth and placed duct tape <laughs> over it and his eyes. She also tied his hands and feet behind his back. Uh, Charity, this is not that type of podcast. Well, right now it is. Okay. Bargy then left the home and went to a hotel room to meet up with her lover. James was left tied up 
with his airway blocked for 24 hours, causing him to die. Rebecca's excuse was, he wanted me to tie him up. It was consensual. Um, maybe to be tied up and get a little kinky, but I doubt he wanted to die. Wow. 24 hours? The poor man. I feel bad for him. Me I too. Really do. He was probably like, oh yeah, I'm going to have some fun. And then he was just left there. That's like insult to injury. I know. She went and got her kink on while she killed him. Yes. Wow. I know. Poor guy. A Florida man named Edward Eights was, I don't know why I found that last name funny when I just said it out loud. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, Edward was accused of shooting his son-in-law after a heated dispute in 2006, killing him. There was a lot of evidence against him, including searches on how to kill someone and asking relatives to lie about where he was during the time of the shooting. Aids also had military experience in training. Weighing 300 pounds, his excuse would be that clearly he was much too fat to have committed the murder. Luckily, this didn't hold up in court, and Aids was convicted of murder. He was too fat. Yeah. He couldn't possibly have shot someone. Yeah, not at all. He was 300 pounds. I just love some of these excuses people come up with. Like, like that one wasn't even creative. He's probably at home going, I got it. I'm scot-free. Yeah. They're uh, never going to say, I'm fat. I couldn't have killed anybody. I am too fat. Everybody should know that. Come on, guys. Gosh, I was obviously eating a hot dog. <laughs> I like that you picked hot dog. Hot dogs are great. <laughs> Mark, we've talked about hot dogs. They're not good for you. Is this going to be another poll on the Crime Creeps uh, group on Facebook? Oh, guys. So funny. Those of you who are not on the Crime Creeps group on Facebook, A, you're missing out. And B, one of our great listeners decided to pull a poll with charity's permission. Yep. Making fun of me. Uh huh. On my love for Waterworld. Indeed. Come to find out, the rest of you also do not like Waterworld. <laughs> Apparently, I, now I haven't seen it, and one of the crime creeps told me that she would rather take a two hour nap than watch it again. So then I thought maybe I shouldn't see it. But now again, I think I maybe should see it just to see my opinion on it. It's a great movie. It's top notch. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Mark, they they like ripped you apart. They did. (laughs) It was really funny. So funny. I don't really care. I know. (laughs) You know what? You like it and that's all that matters. Hey, teach your own like provolone, baby. Like provolone. Here is the last one that I have. In 2014, a woman named Amanda Lopez moved to New York from Florida to get away from her boyfriend because she believed he put a curse on her. She believed that the only way to stop the curse was to kill her boyfriend or herself. She decided it would have to be her boyfriend to go. She went back to Florida and stabbed her boyfriend, Fryer, with a steak knife, killing him while he sat on the couch defenseless. She, of course, told the police it was self-defense. She was later convicted of first-degree murder. What would have been self-defense in any of that? Because he he put a curse on her. So the only way to break the curse was for her to kill him or herself. But she didn't really want to kill herself. So, of course, she was going to kill him. But that's not how curses work. In her mind, it is. I I cannot make these things up. You can't. But go back into the ancient witchcraft times and everything we've ever learned on curses. I know. They go on for centuries and ever. And don't you have to like do like a like a spell or something and and. Get a cauldron. I've seen Hocus Pocus. I know how spells work. I've seen it too. And I do. I know exactly how they work as well, Mark. Such a great movie. Yeah, it is. And clearly she didn't see it. So 
Oh, well. Unfortunately, someone lost their life. A dimwit is born. A dimwit is born. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. All right, Charity, before we jump into the Harmony Montgomery case, you said you had another current event case you wanted to cover. So you don't tell me anything in advance. So go ahead and tell me now. I do. And this was actually sent to me by Ashley. And uh, it's very interesting. Hey, Ashley, thank you for sending it. Yeah. It's about a robbery that happened at a Burger King. Milwaukee police were called to a Burger King on W Capitol Drive at approximately 1030 p.m. on January 2nd. This call was for a shooting inside the establishment. When they arrived, they found 16-year-old Naisha Harris Brazel on the floor with gunshot wounds to her chest. The young girl was rushed to the hospital, but was unable to be saved and died from her injuries. The coroner would rule her death a homicide. So, already starting out, not good. Yeah, starting out horrible to begin with. So, the police were able to view the Burger King cameras, and this is what they saw. A Chevy Impala pulled up to the drive-thru at 10.05. The restaurant had just closed, so no one was at the window as they were cleaning up from the day. The driver then bangs on the window to get the attention of an employee. An underage male employee is seen opening the window and saying something to the driver, then closes the window. The car then drove away. Three minutes go by, and the same car pulls back up to the drive-thru window. This time, it's Naisha who opens up the window, then quickly backs away. She then begins to empty the register of cash and just stands, holding, yelling to her associates, but doesn't go back over to the window. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The scene goes on for about 40 seconds. Then the driver can be seen getting out of the car, gun in hand. He then starts to climb through the window. He remains halfway into the restaurant for 22 seconds, waving his gun at Naisha, telling her to give him the money. But the girl didn't move. She just continued yelling to the fellow employees. Naisha is then seen falling to the ground at the same time the man crawls back out of the window into his car, speeding off. Naisha is seen on the ground rolling around, crying and bleeding. The police report says this, in quotes, it does not appear that the Impala driver's gun ever discharged since there is no muzzle flash or smoke. No cartridge casing is ejected and there is no motion consistent with the recoil of a gun. Going by the video footage, it looks as if the shooter might have been Derek Ellis, another employee. 
The report goes on to say, Ellis reaches around the door with a pistol and fires towards the drive through window. Muzzle flashes come from Ellis's gun and casings can be seen being ejected from it. Harris Brazel was standing between Ellis and the Impala driver in the line of fire. Nothing was found to suggest that the Impala driver fired his gun. Police found and arrested the driver of the Impala. His name is Anton Edwards. Edwards also just happened to be the father of Mariah Edwards, a 16-year-old employee at the Burger King and working that very night. Mariah would later confess to the police that she and Naisha were best friends, and the two of them, along with Mariah's father, were all in on the robbery together. She would say a few days beforehand, the three would talk about how they were going to execute the robbery. Naisha usually worked the window, so it was decided that she would be the one to turn over the cash. Ellis, the shooter, knew nothing about the planned robbery. Mariah went on to tell police that she would call her father after he first drove through to make sure it was him. He confirmed it was and told his daughter he was going to drive back through. The plan wasn't executed exactly how it was supposed to go. Edwards was not supposed to climb through the window, and it seemed as if Naisha panicked when she started yelling, He's got a gun. Edwards gave the same statement as his daughter separately to the police, except he would tell them his daughter was not involved. This was, of course, a lie to try and protect his daughter. He would then say that he had borrowed the Impala that night of the robbery and removed the license plates. He thought that Naisha was taking too long to give him the money. That's when he said he started to come through the window. This is when he realized someone inside fired a gun, so he quickly backed out of the window and sped off. Antoine Edwards has been in trouble with the law before, being convicted of burglary. Here are his current charges. Felony murder, intentionally contributing to the delinquency of a child and death in his consequence. And lastly, possession of a firearm by a felon. Mariah Edwards has also been arrested, but not charged yet. Naisha's mother says the father and daughter are lying and her daughter had nothing to do with the robbery scheme. Here is what she told Fox 6. It's really making me mad. It's making me angry. You told so many different lies. Now you're going to tell more lies? That's not going to help you out. That's not going to help your father, she continues on saying. Why would she do that? She didn't need no money, but my God is good, and he will make sure everything comes to light, and I really feel that. So that's sad. It really is. Are they just saying she was in on it because she died? They better have some corroborating evidence that show that she was involved. Because here's the other thing. The the, The way the video goes... She, when she opens the the window, she backs up really quick, almost like, like like she's scared when she saw the gun. I think, and then she froze in fear when she had the money in her hand. That doesn't sound like someone who knew what the plan was to me. I, who knows? Who knows? I'd like to believe that she had no knowledge of what's going on, and I'm pretty sure that we will find out eventually. Exactly, because they if she was involved and there was a plan, there will be corroborating evidence. There really will be, and I I don't know. It's sad. It's very sad. Especially if she is innocent and, and she these scumbags like- are basically accusing her of her own death. Yep. Unbelievable. Derek Ellis, the shooter, went on the run after the incident. He, too, is a convicted felon, so he would at least face charges of being a felon in a possession of a gun. The Burger King store manager told police that Ellis would often carry a gun at work. And after the shooting, he asked her to hide the gun because he knew he shouldn't have it. Ellis turned himself in on January 18th. He faces charges of possession of a firearm by an outstanding felon and homicide by negligent handling of a dangerous weapon. Yeah, this whole thing is sad. So sad. So he, in his mind, was trying to help. He was trying to be 
the person who stood up and was like, I have a gun. I'm going to take care of this guy so that he doesn't shoot anybody. And accidentally, he shot the girl. He knowingly pulled out a gun, knowing he was a felon in possession of he one did. to try to stop a crime. Yeah. He tried to save a friend. He did. I'm not making excuses up for him for having a gun. Right. You're a felon. You right. Are not allowed to have one. The whole thing is sad. I so mean, but sad. the store manager knew he carried a gun and they obviously know he's a felon. I would like to know a little more about where the location of this Burger King. Is it in a bad area that maybe they've had robberies in the past? And maybe the manager was kind of like, well, if you if you have it and you know how to use it. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the conversation was was that they had, but it's a super sad story. The, the really girl is. was a pretty little 16 year old girl, little Naisha. She was so I just it's sad. We're definitely going to follow this along to see how this turns out, because I want to know if they have this corroborating evidence, because if they don't shame on these people for speaking bad of somebody who is now not lost, here to speak for them lost their life because of it. So sad. All right. Speaking of another unbelievable case is this one. Harmony Montgomery. This is absolutely unbelievable. This case makes my stomach turn. Me too. It is so upsetting. So I'm just going to get into what I have. Okay. A a kind of a timeline. Harmony is from Manchester, New Hampshire. It's not 100% certain exactly when she went missing. Police were called to her home, 77 Guilford Street on September 11th, 2019. This was the last documented time she was officially seen. Earlier that year in February, Adam Montgomery and his wife, Kayla Montgomery, were granted custody of the young girl. Harmony was living with her father, her stepmother, and her stepmother's three children. I actually believe the three children are the father and the stepmothers together, or at least One or two of them. Okay. I was actually a little unclear on that, so I'm glad that you had a little clarity on that. Yes. Before this, Harmony would find herself living in and out of foster care, and in 2018, Crystal Sori, her mother, would lose custody of her because of substance abuse. Police Chief Aldenberg said in a press conference, it is believed that the last unofficial time the little girl was seen was in October or November of 2019. This information is based on interviews and statements from members of the family. All right, I'm going to stop you right there because this is unacceptable. It is. We talk all the time about see something, say something. How about you don't see a freaking kid for two years and you don't say anything? Come on, people. We can do better. This is ridiculous. This gets worse and worse. Oh, I know it does. And it makes me sick to my stomach. Me too. Harmony's mother, Crystal, told police the last time she saw or spoke with her daughter was in April of 2019. She was able to speak to her via a video call. Crystal then went on to say that after that call, Adam would cut off all contact between mother and daughter. Adam has a different story. He claims that Crystal came to his Manchester home around Thanksgiving and picked her daughter up to go live with her. Clearly, there is no documentation of this exchange. When police contacted Adam just this past December to ask him about his daughter's whereabouts, he would only say he believed she was living with his ex. Police said he showed no emotion or reaction when he was told that they weren't sure Harmony was still alive. That speaks volume right there. Yeah, that's basic psychopath behavior. Yep. That's, it's horrible. All right, hold on. I need to put this out there. Allegedly. That's right. We psychopath don't want to get behavior. Yes, allegedly. Adam's own wife would throw a wrench into his account when she told police that the last time she saw her stepdaughter was the day after Thanksgiving when Adam told her he was driving her to go live with Crystal. Interesting, huh? Yeah. 
guess they uh, didn't have the story straight before being questioned separately. I don't know. These people make me sick. Kevin Montgomery, Adam's uncle, said he hadn't seen Harmony or his nephew since late in 2019. Harmony was five years old at the time, so she would be seven now. Not that this matters any bit at all, but this little girl is cute as a button, too. Oh if you've seen gosh, the pictures of her. So cute. It is just so heartbreaking. It really is. Let's talk about the arrests. Okay. Adam Montgomery was arrested January 4th, 2022. He was charged with second degree felony assault, two misdemeanor counts of endangering the welfare of a child and one misdemeanor count of interference with custody. The assault charge is for allegedly striking Harmony in the face sometime in July 2019, giving her a black eye. This poor little buggy, poor little buggy. I just, oh my, can you imagine that cute little thing punching that in the face? What is wrong? Oh God. After interviews with family members, police would learn that Adam had often been abusive to Harmony. It was said he gave her a black eye, forced her to clean the toilet with her own toothbrush and stand in a corner for hours. Adam's own brother, Michael said he had concerns Adam was physically abusive towards Harmony because he was super short with her. His uncle, Kevin said he saw the little girl's black eye in July, 2019. Adam even confessed to causing the black eye by hitting her in the face. I bashed her around this house is what Adam allegedly told his uncle. All right, nice well, guy. I was his uncle. I would have bashed his face in. I would have too. Kevin said he called DCYF that Thank time. Thank God. Okay, good. That time, but had noticed other forms of abuse like the toilet cleaning with the toothbrush and Harmony being spanked really hard on the bum by Adam. Apparently, Adam has a long criminal record and quite a history with violence. He also has had more than one conviction. Just six months before Harmony was born, he was convicted of shooting a man in the head during a drug deal. In 2010, he was convicted of attacking two women at gunpoint. It appears that this douchebag is not cooperating with investigators and will say nothing about where his daughter is. Nice, huh, Mark? Yeah, what a scumbag. And just released that I had sent to me by one of our crime creeps is that he is now the prime suspect in the murder of Darlin Guzman who was 28 years old, and that was about 14 years ago. So this guy has quite the history of being a total douche nozzle. Oh, my God. We should look into that case. We absolutely should. Yeah. I'm going to start pulling some info. There's not a lot on it. I Once this came out, I was trying my best to pull some, and there's just there's really wow. not a lot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he really is an evil son of a you-know-what. Yeah, I do know what. I, I I don't know what to say about this guy, other than I hope really bad things happen to him when he's in the New Hampshire jail system. Me too. January 5th, 2022, Kayla Montgomery was arrested on one felony charge of welfare fraud. She was allegedly collecting welfare benefits for Harmony between December 19th, 2019 and June of 2021. She received $1,500 in food stamps during the time Harmony was missing. Prosecutors have now dropped the welfare charge, but have added three new charges. The new charges pretty much accuse this loser of lying about where Harmony was in February and March 2021. So she could claim the little girl's benefits. No charges have been brought against Adam or Kayla Montgomery regarding Harmony's dis disappearance yet because they don't have enough information on that. But at least they were able to arrest them on other things. Thank God. Yeah, I, when I saw they were arrested, there's a lot of people that were throwing online like, oh, my God, they get them for welfare fraud and this and that. People, they were trying to get them off the street. Exactly. This was the first step to get them into mm -hmm. custody. Now they can separate them. They can talk to them separately. Yep. They are. I mean, it's smart. It really is. It is. 
Everyone's asking a burning question. You, you just asked it earlier. Why has nothing been done over the two years this little angel has been missing? Yeah, it's pathetic. More than one family member has said they contacted New Hampshire's Department of Children, Youth, and Families throughout the past two years. Harmony's mom, Crystal, has been very critical of the system, saying she contacted DCYF many times out of concern for her daughter. She even called the Manchester police November 18th, saying she thought her daughter was missing. She has said that the authorities failed her daughter. The police themselves let DCYF know about the call. After investigating, they would report that they were unable to find the little girl either. This was reported on December 27th. Then, on December 31st, the police launched a search. Crystal reached out to Manchester Mayor's office, pleading for help in finding her daughter. This is what she wrote, Mark. Okay. Please, I'm begging for help in finding my daughter. This was sent December 29th. She wrote that Adam and Kayla Montgomery had never enrolled Harmony in school and that she had missed important doctor's appointments she had since a baby due to a disability in her eye. Two days after Crystal's emails went to the mayor's office, guess what? They would report her daughter missing. Strange. Guess the emails worked. The New Hampshire DCYF has a history of dropping the ball. There's been numerous cases. I can't just come on here and make an accusation like this without giving some proof, but... Caitlin Pocket, she was accused of killing her child. They let it go. Oh, God. And then you have the murder-suicide that happened down in Derry. That happened back in 2018, and they had been notified numerous times that the father was unsafe with the child. I wonder why. Did they just not have enough people, or why would that be? I don't know, but it's unacceptable, and it should be looked into a lot more thoroughly because at the end of the day, if you or I screw up at a job, it is what it is. When they screw up at a job, people can die. I know. And it's not something that should be taken lightly. This is not just a job that you can just have little mistakes. Right. If you're not in that job to actually protect people, get the F out. I agree. There's no room for you in that division. I agree. You're dealing with people's lives. Very true. We now know, Mark, that the Montgomerys were very well known by the DCYF. On January 12th, records revealed police were sent to the Montgomery home at least 10 times starting February 19th, 2019, up until that fall when she was last seen. Wow. Wow. There were reports of possible abuse, worries about how animals were being taken care of, and questions concerning the living conditions inside the home. DCF was only contacted regarding some of these police visits. Someone clearly dropped the ball. Yeah, especially after I just got done saying how in 2018, a different case had happened with a murder-suicide with a child that they've been alerted to numerous times. And it's still happening. And it's still happening. We we just have a, okay, it is what it is. Let's just move on. That's not the kind of mentality we need here. Stuff pisses me off, and me, these are the things. Me too. A neighbor told the Independent it was a bad situation. They said there was a ton of people living in the house at different times. The property was a mess. The electricity would be shut off at times, and adults would be seen arguing loudly outside. The neighbor went on to say, we didn't intermingle with them as it was a bad situation. There were lots of different people living there, piles of junk in the driveway and junk outside. The electricity was turned off and they ran the generator all summer with the wiring running through the window. I guess the house was foreclosed on. The neighbor said the family was basically squatting. She then said she went away for Thanksgiving and when she returned, the family was gone scumbags i'm never gonna stop saying that they are scumbags they really are that's i mean 
It's a true statement. Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, said the DCYF is going to do an internal review of how Harmony's case has been handled. He announced this on January 12th. Governor Sununu did defend his state and said, as soon as we found out that the child may not have been showing up for school for quite some time, it was reported to us. The team got right on it. It wasn't a delay. It didn't sit in a file on somebody's desk. Um, she wasn't in school for two full years. Yeah. So basically can miss school for two years and then have a case open. Yeah. I'm calling bull. You know what? On this one. Let me let you. So I'm a New Hampshire native. So let me just let you know the New Hampshire way. Unfortunately, if you guys don't like it, you don't like it. But I grew up there. I lived there my whole life. Right. Nothing is ever the state's fault. Doesn't matter if it's an officer involved shooting. It doesn't matter what it is. It's always found that the state is not at fault. There's been numerous cases, numerous times, numerous events. And this is just the way it works. Uh, to me, he's trying to save face because he knows how bad it looks because it is bad because you didn't even yeah. t- say. Hello, she was- this looks horrible because it is. Well, they didn't even do anything about it until those emails were sent. There's going to be another case that I've been working on that I've been saying that we're going to cover soon. And nothing got released on that one, which is also a New Hampshire case. Oh, and it's a case that I'm very familiar with because I know the alleged perpetrator. I just haven't had a chance to get it all done and do it the justice that it needs. But that case would have never come out to the public unless the family got a hold of the news and the news got a hold of the attorney general. And then mysteriously, the attorney generals released a press release on the incident. Interesting. It is. It's the New Hampshire way. Very interesting. Investigators haven't given the public much information on where they think Harmony might be or any information on any evidence they might have. This seems very common for investigators to keep quiet until they have enough information. It, this, they do this a lot. I mean, we want to know. We want answers, but they can't give anything away. Right. I get it. Unfortunately, and it's hard not to let your mind wander. I know it really does. I mean, and I don't even have the heart to say it, but it I really it doesn't ugh, look good. Doesn't. On January 12th, Chief Aldenberg said they are still treating the search of Harmony as if she's alive. Although he did say he was a little, quote unquote, discouraged with the way the case was moving so far. He asked for help from the public saying someone out there knows something. Yeah, all those people that tried to call the police, etc. Yeah, you know, the ones who called in then were ignored by the state. You know, her birth mother who tried her hardest to get help to find her daughter. I did reach out to her mother. I have not heard back from her. When we do hear from her, if she wants to come on the show and talk, the floor is hers. She's allowed to come on and discuss anything she wants. Absolutely. Open invitation in case anybody does know her. Get a copy of this episode to her and let her know that she is more than welcome to come on here as a safe space and discuss her daughter at any time she wants. Investigators have been seen at 77 Guilford Street home inside and in the backyard. The police said recently they are now done searching the home. There's a reward for information on Harmony's disappearance. This reward is now up over $100,000. It's growing every single it is. day. It is huge. And I'm glad because hopefully, I mean, hopefully they can get some info. And I did see video from this house. They left no stone unturned in that yard. Good. They tore every single bit of it up. Good. If anyone has any information at all, um, you're urged to call 603-203-6060. Let's hope we find this little thing. Let's hope for a miracle. It doesn't look good, but... Stranger things have happened. I just hold out hope that maybe he sent her to live with somebody. Maybe That's she's what... with somebody. I just, I hope and I pray 
because God only knows the amount of hurt this child has already had in their life. It just makes me sick. I hope that too. I hope that, that he just didn't want to care for her and just sent her to live with somebody, but I don't know. All right. This is a message for Adam and his wonderful wife, Kayla. You guys are scumbags. Mm-hmm. 100%. Do yourself one good thing in your entire waste of a life existence that you've led up to this point. Bring justice to your daughter. Start talking. Open your freaking mouth. There's no reason why that you should sit there and not say anything at this point. And you make me sick. Me too. Unbelievable. This is one of those cases, Charity, that you see on the news and you say, this can't be in my neighborhood. Right. This is in mine. I work in Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. I grew up in New Hampshire. Never in my wildest dreams did I think of something like this could happen. Of course, you see it on the news. It happens other places. It doesn't happen where you live. Right. It just goes to show it happens everywhere. It does. Crime can happen anywhere. This is why we've said repeatedly on the show, guys, if you see something strange, report it. And in this case, people tried to report it. did. Go to the news. If you're not being taken seriously, make a bigger fuss. We have social media now. We do. We can get things out there. The balls that were dropped in this case by the state, by the government, this is unacceptable. Stop making up excuses. Stop saying that we're busy. Stop saying all this other BS jargon that you say on a regular basis. Change what's going on. Change the narrative. If your division sucks, make it not suck. Come on now. This is pathetic. And in the times that we're in now, unacceptable. There's no reason why divisions could be run this way. Nope. You're right. Unbelievable. Charity, let's follow this case because this is one that I want to make sure that we keep reporting on as things happen. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, that wraps it up for today's episode. But there's one thing that we can make sure we get out there. If you know anything regarding this case, please contact 603 603- Two zero three six zero six zero. Somebody out there knows what happened. Let's solve this case. Let's bring justice to this family. And let's try to bring this little girl home safe. I want nothing more for that to happen. Me too. Just want to put a quick reminder out there. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast. Twitter, we're at Case Watch Pod. You can always text us at 603-212-4600 or shoot us an email at info at casewatchpodcast.com. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 